this August the 15th Picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code SGPN for $20 off. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, August the 14th. We have a full slate of action for Tuesday, the 15th of August, and we have a full panel of experts raring to go uh, tonight. Joining us first up is Mr. Lonte Smith. Lonte, hey, how are you? Yeah, not bad, man. Looking forward to breaking down the card with you guys. Uh, got a lot more games on the board than we did last night, man. That's for sure. Yeah, it was a bit of a struggle last night. We only had nine games and only four of them were on the board. So we had to uh, jigsaw our picks together as best we could. But we managed, Scott. Um, uh, Londy, sorry. And I've given away our third leg tonight, Mr. Scott Reichel. Scott, how are you? Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, I was watching the soccer match right before this, and I had the same exact conclusion you did. We didn't even coordinate, but I thought, man, you would win to nil. They did, and I know that that was the play you gave out on the show. Having said that, I don't know what a penalty is anymore. Maybe you can explain it to me because it was in your country when it took place, so I just want to ask. Well, anywhere else on the pitch, you assault somebody. I mean, Probably a yellow. Yeah, you can't just jump on you he jumped on him um but if you play for manchester united if it is in the 97th minute uh and you're at home then it's not a penalty yeah um it was a lucky win on the the pick i, I know like tv dbg is mentioning that he backed it it was a lucky win however when you bet man united you have to factor in the fact that they are lucky that's a, that's a genuine handicapping tool i don't know if you, you ever use that the luck factor the luck metric but I've seen Alonte just before we started. I have watched them do that for 47 years um, and nothing's going to change. They'll still be doing it in 47 years' time. Um, so getting them to win to nil, the look is factored in there. Um, but hopefully they can't be that lucky again all season. Um, does that, does that apply to road games too or is that only in Trafford? Just all, every, they're just permanently... Okay. They got, they're the team that have most got on my nerves um, in my life. And if you listen to the show, you'll... Uh, you'll know that I give them plenty stick. Um, but the system play is Manchester United to win to nil at home, especially against bad teams, and it's cashed again tonight. Um, yeah, I had a great weekend on the football, but we're not yet to talk football. We're yet to talk baseball, full um, card of action, um, as we said on the show last night. Last night was seven weeks until the last day of the regular season. So we're pretty much in countdown mode now. Um, teams will be starting to tick down um, their, their magic numbers. Teams will be starting to panic a little bit if there are a few games back in the wild card. So, interesting games um, all down the card tomorrow. Um, who's in the chat tonight? I'll just say hello to everybody. I like to say hello to people. I think Johnny Boy was first in over the light tonight. He certainly was. Johnny Boy is, he said he's in the, in the one state, it's a holiday day in the state that celebrates victory over Japan. Which state's that? Do we know? I think he's talking about today. I think. 
Yeah, but which state? No, I think he's saying in the United States, it's like an unofficial holiday. So the entire. Oh right, yeah, I thought you were saying that there's one. There's one state. That's I don't think still- one state went rogue and started celebrating. No, I think he oh, means right. like the United. It's the United States Day for victory over Japan, but nobody really cares, so we don't celebrate it. I think that's what he's trying to say. Oh, okay, fair enough. I misunderstood. Unless uh, Johnny's saying it's only in Rhode Island. Uh, I, I'm assuming that he means it's the entire country, but maybe Rhode Island is the only one that oh, celebrates yeah. Rhode it. Rhode Island, yeah. I don't know. So everyone in Rhode Island's having a lovely time by the sounds of it. Um, who else is in? Uh, Arsene Galani's here, Captain Sino, uh, as well as Trev, obviously. Yeah, Rhode Island, bank holiday. That's where you should all be, boys. Um Something was going on in Carolina earlier on as well, and I thought you, Lonte, and I cannot remember for the life of me what it was, so I don't know why I said that. That was a bit of a conversational <laughs> cul-de-sac. Uh, Probably nothing, because nothing my... ever happens here. I was definitely By the way, something. unrelated, I really like yes. your hat. It looks like a Bob Ross painting. All right. it's. Um, I like your hat. It's my Bigfoot hat. I'm just saying, I like See? it. A little bit of sunshine over the mountains, probably somewhere in what's... Uh, That's nice why I said the Bob Ross state. thing. You got the landscape totally right in the background. You yeah, know? yeah. I am a bit of a... I shouldn't probably admit this. I'm a bit of a Bigfoot fan. You know, okay. you... Yeah. Um, I don't know where else we can go with that. But that's that's it. fine. Uh, is good. it fine? Do you, do you also follow Loch Ness or you're only a big... You draw well, the line of Bigfoot. Oh, we shouldn't have started this conversation. This is why... When I left school, the day after I left school on, fr- on a Friday, 1992, uh, and the very next morning I went to live on the banks of Loch Ness and look for the monster. I got a job really? on a farm. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's fucking ridiculous. Lonte is correct to laugh. Um, so, yeah, I've always been into me sort of cryptids, which is embarrassing to admit in uh, in this kind of forum. So I kind of progressed from uh, from the Loch Ness monster to, um, to big. It was World Cup 94, actually, uh, when the World Cup was in the USA. Uh, when I lived up there. So I had a great time, drank all the beer um, and made some friends and met some ladies uh, and things like that. So yeah, it was fun and games when I was like 17, 18 years old. Um, Right, let's stop talking about ridiculous animals. (laughs) Um, Baseball, 6.40 Eastern first pitch. Cleveland Guardians, Cincinnati Reds. We have Logan Allen, left-handed pitch of Cleveland. And Graham Ashcraft, my guy, goes for Cincinnati. Minus 115, the Guardians, plus 106, the Reds. Toll is nine and a half. Scott, we'll come to you first. Yeah, so for this one, I really do think the line's correct at basically a pick them because I, it's really tough to, to actually differentiate these teams. Uh, you're looking at the Reds, and they had a mediocre series over the weekend, not great, against Pittsburgh. And you have the Guardians, who had a decent series against Tampa. Can't say it was amazing. Can't say it was that bad. They probably should have won the series, but of course they blew that. Uh, they blew a couple of games there, and they lost by one run. But the point is, I think for this one, I think I'm just going to lean to Cincinnati first five. It's really not a strong opinion. I really am not, I'm not going to bet this game, full disclosure, but I do think Ashcraft is slightly better than Logan Allen based on recent form. I don't have a strong lean on this one, so sorry to disappoint all of you, but I see a coin flip game. I guess I'll lean Cincinnati because they can actually score, and I don't know if Ramirez is going to play in this game because I know that the suspension was announced it was two games, but that's Sunday and Monday, right? So he will be able to play in this game? Or was that after the Ramirez. Yeah, I have no idea. I have he, no idea. He didn't play yesterday. Is that what you just said? Yeah, so he's not going to play today, right? Or, yeah. or do they have a day off? I, I got to remember if the uh, Guardians. I don't are think. Playing. I don't think they play today. They're not playing today. So Jose Ramirez is out. Yes, yeah, so I'll take Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like that, Lonte. 
Yeah, I didn't even factor that into my handicap, to be honest with you. But uh, it makes me like Cincinnati even more. Um, I like Cincinnati and the team, their team total to go over. I think it's pretty much correlated when you're betting Cincinnati. If you think they're going to win, you got to bet them to go over. I mean, um, they, they've had trouble scoring, you know, like winning low-scoring games. Um, but when they're, when they're winning games, the offense, they're playing well. I mean, they're two and three in the last five. In both wins, they've scored six-plus runs. In the losses, they've scored four or less. Um, I'm not really a believer in Cleveland, and they struggle on the road, 25 and 34. Uh, well, you mentioned 500, so it makes yeah. sense to not be a believer in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just <You> saying, can, <laughs> they're not making the playoffs. You can you can fade them all you want. Uh, they're not too far off of uh, in that division, though, right? They're not they're not that far back. Well, like four I think games. The Royals are not far, that far back. Just make no, the whole the whole division's terrible. It doesn't mean anything. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, Allen, you mentioned it. Yeah, he, he's he's okay. I mean, he hasn't faced a tough slate of offenses in the last two months, though. I mean, Kansas City, Oakland, White Sox. I mean, Pittsburgh. I guess if you want to throw them in there, um, Cincinnati hits lefties pretty well. A uh, little over two fifty on the season. I mean, I like Ashcraft. Uh, he's been good lately. He's cut down on his hard hit rate. He's only allowed two earned runs in, or less in seven of his last eight starts. Um, limited the long ball. He is uh, only allowed a home run. He has to limit. He has to limit the long ball. I'm sorry. He's allowed a home run in four of his last five. But I think he should be fine against Cleveland. They they can't hit the 30th in home runs. So I like Cincinnati. I like the team total to go over. Um, I thought this was pretty straightforward for me because it's two pitches that I like. Um, we know I'm a bit of an Ashcraft stan. Uh, I'm just waiting for Logan Allen to to sort of go long enough. Uh, to pick up a few wins uh, for fantasy purposes. And he started doing that. Um, so with two pitches I like, two offences that we're not hugely keen on, and one of those is missing their best player, the nine and a half is way too big. Uh, it looks like a stole more under. Uh, so that'll be my play. 6.40 Eastern first pitches. The Houston Astros at the Miami Marlins. Christian Javier for Houston and Johnny Cueto for Miami. We have minus 126 on Houston, plus 110 on the Marlins with a total of nine Lonte. Yeah, so I think it's kind of short for for Houston here. Um, I mean, Miami's won four or five, but you know all their games they could have easily lost. I think we talked about that last night, man, with um, with them actually coming back to beat the Yankees. Yeah. So um, Houston thirty five and twenty five on the road, thirty seven and um, thirty four as a fa- forty seven and thirty four as a favorite. I'm sorry, uh, Miami's. I mean, they're hitting under two thirty in the last ten. Houston's hitting over two sixty. I think the bats for Houston will be able to get to to Cueto. I mean, he's winless. He has an ERA north of five. Uh, four earned runs, uh, four earned runs in two of his last three starts. So, five home runs in that span. I mean, I'm not really, I'm not really gonna try to, you know, split the atom here. Javier hasn't allowed over three earned runs since early July. Um, he's he's not even allowed over four hits um, in his last five in his last five games. So, Javier's in good form. Uh, I think Houston's in good form. I think this line is short. I like Houston. Uh, yeah, I fully agree with you, Lonte. I'll jump in there because. It was, I think, Houston are a more reliable offense. They've been, they've been hitting a, a lot better lately. Uh, Javier's good for two or three in runs. Cueto has been all right. Um, has given up multi-homers a couple of times. So he's kind of good for three or four in runs. And it was really that straightforward. Um, the Houston, the last five wins, they've covered the spread as well. Um, I initially, I'll tell you how confident I was in this. I, I handicapped this without lines. And my pick was Houston on the run line. And then when I saw the line at minus 126. I don't actually have to be that brave. Um, so I'll just take Houston on the money line at minus 126. So yeah, I'll back Lonte up there, Scott. 
Yeah, I'm on Houston. I might revisit this play a bit later in the show. Spoiler, but still, this line's too short. I mean, Cueto's not very good at this stage in his career. No shame in that. He's had a good career so far. But Javier has been underwhelming for the last couple of months. But recently, I don't want to say he turned a corner, but he's been more tolerable over the last couple outings. But Miami did win a series over the Yankees somehow uh, with that five-run ninth inning. I don't think Miami looked great in the series, to be honest. I just thought that the Yankees, once again, find ways to lose games. But Houston had a good weekend in general. I know they lost on Sunday. The offense has been very good in general, though, for the last couple of weeks. I can see Cueto struggling here. I think Javier is going to pitch relatively well. But getting Houston the much better baseball team at a very cheap price, when you can argue the pitchers are either even or maybe Javier is even better. You can make that argument. I'll take Houston. I think they'll win this game comfortably. Okay, we'll move on. I'm going to tell you about our new sponsor here, uh, Game Time. Uh, Game Time, um, a ticket uh, purchasing app. I mean, buying tickets is an absolute pain in the arse. I think we can all agree on that. Um, I've gone through it recently with my Newcastle season tickets, my MLB London series tickets. Been trying to get tickets for the NFL London series, and it really doesn't need to be this complicated. It can be stressful. Uh, Game Time helps with all of that. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for, as well as sports, uh, music, comedy, theatre, anything that's near you. There's killer deals on last-minute tickets, and they've got a best price guarantee. uh, So you can stop stressing about the tickets and just stay hyped for all the fun you better have. I know... um, Lots of people around the network in the States have um, said nice things about game time, uh, picking up the flash deals and the last-minute tickets. Um, again, all kind of different uh, events. The images of the seat views are a great thing, so you can see what you're gonna, where you're going to be sitting. And the lowest price guarantee as well. Um, they've got event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all kind of things. So you can forget planning months in advance. Game time has got deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, uh, the guarantee means that you'll get the best price as well. If you find tickets in the same section in Rule for Less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Uh, snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. 58, 59. I was going to say, I think that was a minute. I think that was pretty solid. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Thanks very much, Scott. I don't get paid enough for this. I was going to uh, jump in if you needed to kill some extra air time. An yeah, extra five or six seconds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I could, I'll use you next time, Scott. Uh, 7.05 Eastern is the Boston Red Sox at the Washington Nationals. Uh, Nick Pavetta goes for Boston, and Josiah Gray is on the hill for Washington. Uh, minus 156 for the Red Sox, plus 140 for Washington. Total is set at nine. Um, Paxton, seven and three, 336 ERA. Um, three of his last four have been okay. But I just think with Paxton, he is what he is. Like, Wait, you see Paxton or Pavetta? Because ESPN has Pavetta listed. Oh, Pavetta. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've handicapped Paxton. Uh, read out Pavetta. It might have been um, Paxton, but as of right now, it's Yeah, it was, Pavetta. yeah. Yeah, I had, I had Paxton also. Okay, well, I'll pivot to Josiah Gray then briefly. Um, so, Josiah Gray is 7-9 on the year, 369 ERA. He's had back-to-back really poor starts. And as much as we liked him earlier on in the season, it's just not really happened for him lately. He's got a 5-7 team home ERA, which is a bit of a problem. Um, 
Washington been all right lately, though. So they scored eight twice over the weekend in three games. It was against Oakland. Um, they've had four walk-offs in the last seven home games as well, Washington. They've been doing it the hard way. Uh, Nick Pavetta is eight and five on the year. He has a 4.16 ERA. And he's been a lot better lately. 3.22 ERA in his last five games. Again, just fairly steady. Two earned runs, three earned runs, three earned runs. So you kind of know what you're going to get. I just thought the nine was too low here. Um, both pitches are really bang average. I actually think Gray's got a bit more ceiling. Um, but at the minute, he's just not showing it. So they can both contribute halfway through this game. We could be on six runs and then the bullpens can get us there over nine. Uh, so, yeah, it was pretty, a pretty middling uh, pitching matchup in two pretty middling offences who, who can get amongst the runs as well. So nothing spectacular, but I think we can creep over nine, Scott. Yeah, I'm going to lean to the over as well. I do think Gray's the better pitcher, though, so if I had to really argue about a side, I'd probably lean Washington first five. After what happened against Oakland over the weekend, I'm not taking that bullpen uh, just in general. Uh, I just think that once hey. Washington's bullpen is not oh. very good, they were able to pull off the win the against Oakland as they had the comeback there, but still... I'm not a fan of that bullpen in general. I think that when you're looking at this overall matchup, Boston probably finds a way to win this uh, late, but I'll fade Pavetta at a pretty good price in the first five. I'll take Gray in the first five because of it. Yeah, this is, that was me just shouting at the kids, by the way. I apologize. I thought it was <laughs> on mute. It's a mild shambles tonight. Um, I was hungover yesterday. Yesterday should have been the shambles. I'm back on form today. Um, yeah, Jojo Gray's been talked up a little bit in the chat. Johnny Boy quite likes him. Um, so... Yeah, I, I, I was interested in him, but I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself. Lonte, did you uh, pick a side here? Uh, yeah, I was going to Washington here, um, but it was more so I was fading Paxton. But I guess I can shift to. I mean, Washington—they're hitting almost two eighty um, versus lefties on this. Well, he's not a lefty, okay? So yeah, yeah. All my handicap right. is a, yeah. yeah all, all my all my handicap is is of Jordan Montgomery, but. I think Washington's been playing good as of late. Um, just to hit on them, I mean, seven of the, they won seven of the last ten, three straight. Uh, they scored nineteen runs in that three game span. Uh, I mean, Boston's won four or five, but I wasn't too impressed with them. I think they could have easily lost a couple of those games. Also, um, both teams hitting almost two sixty on the season. Washington hitting exactly two sixty in their last ten. So I agree with you, man. I think we see some runs here. Um, I like Gray pretty. Uh, I mean, he hasn't been sharp in his last two starts, but I think he can get it done here. Um, as a dog at home, I mean, the offense will give him some run support. Uh, I think that'll be there. Uh, if he can limit some of those home runs, I, I think he'll get. I think we can get to the window. I like the first five call by you, Scott. I'd also lean with Washington full game also. 7-0-7 Eastern first pitch is the Philadelphia Phillies at the Toronto Blue Jays. Zach Wheeler for the Phillies. And left-handed pitcher Yusei Kikuchi for Toronto. The lines are minus 120 for Philly, plus 102. For the Blue Jays, I've seen totals of seven and a half or eight, whatever takes your fancy. Scott? Uh, for this one, uh, it's it's difficult because the question is, which of these teams do you want to trust? Uh, it's, a, it's a tough call. Um, I'll let one of you go first if you want. Maybe you can sway me in a direction. Uh, I mean, I can go, man. If you, uh, I, uh, yeah, go on. Hit, hit us, Lindsay. I, I lean to Philly. I like the over. Um, you know, Philly won um, one run combined in the last two games, but you know, the offense they've been electric outside of those um, two games 27 runs in the previous three. Uh, Toronto scored more runs last night than they did in the four previous games combined. So, 
I mean, that's, that's that, once again, it's, it's why I'm really torn right. on this one because I don't trust right. either team. Right, me either. So that's why I'm leaning with the. That's why I'm going with the over here. I think both both offenses can wake up and and score some runs here. Um, both teams hitting almost two. They almost hitting two ninety in their last ten. So the bats are pretty good. I think both both pitches are probably about the same. I mean, Kikuchi he's been in better form, but I mean, you know, he can be a bit erratic. Also, he's better at home. Wheeler pretty much the same. I think it depends on the run support of, of how he pitches. So, I mean. It is a tough call. I'll lean with Philly. Um, I think it's more so like you can bet the dog in each of these games in, in the series and come out profitable because I think it'll be that good of a series. But for this game, uh, I lean with Philly. I like the over. Um, yeah, the the first thing I picked up here was the Wheeler um, outs uh, possibility. He just got great length. At minute, he's going minimum 18 outs, uh, six innings. Uh, so if you can get a line on that over 17 and a half or something, that's pretty reliable. That's gone back at least five games. Um, but I can just see a bit of a pitching duel here. Um, Kikuchi's been, what, max one earned run recently. Uh, yeah. 120-40 in his last five starts. Um, and like I say, Wheeler's been uh, great as well. So a first five under for me uh, in a pitching duel I will take. I think, I think that's now, where I was going to end up going in the end, just because Kikuchi has given up one run or less, one earned run or less in five straight starts. So he's been very solid. Wheeler has been fine, six innings, three runs kind of performances, but I think I'm with you on the first five under. I just, I don't know what to expect from both offenses, but with these pitchers, I guess I'm leaning under. 7-10 Eastern first pitch is the Pittsburgh Pirates at the New York Mets. Two lefties going in this one. Bailey Falter for Pittsburgh and David Peterson uh, for the Mets. Plus 115 on the Pirates, minus 132 the Mets. Total is set at nine. Uh, Bailey Falter, 0-7, 521 ERA. Um, he's been going relatively short starts. A couple of them have been okay. But his ERA and his record tells you um, everything that you need to know. Pittsburgh have lost four of his five. Um, split a double header with the Reds yesterday. They're not pulling up any trees really at all. Uh, we talked, myself and Lonte, about how far checked out the Mets appear to be. And then they came back and they had a little uh, comeback win yesterday for, for Dylan. Dylan was there. Well, they almost pulled on his birthday night out. Well, I thought they kicked. Did they not come back and win? With, oh, they were losing when I went to bed. Well, anyway. they scored like six runs in the fifth inning, and then they were up oh, by okay. four runs or so, and they gave up three of the four runs, but they held on at the end. So, oh, I knew I knew they were, they were behind when I went to sleep, uh, so I didn't catch the rest of it. Um, but Peterson, he kind of he, he does a little bit of wrong, long relief or sort of a, a, a piggyback opener. You get maybe 10 outs, it'll be his limit, but he's okay. And all of his games have been... Um, low score in games as well. Four of the last five he's played in. Um, there's been seven runs or fewer. And that speaks to the problems with the Mets are having offensively. Obviously, they did get a few last night. You've got two similar profiles of pitcher here in that they're both sort of three or four in merchants. And you've got two similar profiles of teams, really. Um, teams that are just on the downgrade um, from where we thought they might be. The Mets are favourites, but I can't take them too short. I'm going to take the under... I'm just going to be a rubbish, a rubbish, boring old game. Someone will win 4-2. Uh, nine's too many. I'll take the under, Lonte. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the over. Uh, I lean to Pittsburgh um, at the plus money. I mean, Pittsburgh's over in eight of the last ten, five-plus runs in three of the last five. The Mets, you know, the bats struggle versus Atlanta, but they got going uh, in that last game, like you mentioned. But Falter, he's 
he's allowed four plus in three of his last five. Um, he also hasn't been getting out of the fifth inning um, in five straight games. He hasn't hit. He hasn't went over five innings. So that's something to watch for. And while the Mets are reeling, I don't you know put a lot of faith in them. That's why I lean to um, Pittsburgh here. I trust both teams to to score here. I mean, especially Pittsburgh, the way they've been going offensively. I think each uh, each offense can get you know four, maybe five runs off of the opposing pitching um, pitching staff. So I like the over here. I lean to Pittsburgh at plus money. Uh, Scott. Yeah, I'm in the same boat here. I'm going to go with the over, but I am also going to lean to Pittsburgh. Simply put, Pittsburgh's been decent the last week or so. I've talked about them on the show offensively being pretty solid recently. The Mets woke up yesterday, kind of, but they're still not a good baseball team. In fact, I think they have the exact same record. They do. So they're basically the same team. Uh, I just think, once again, with the Mets being... The, the only problem is I want to take Pittsburgh confidently, but I really don't think Falter's any good. So I'm really just torn here. I think I'm just going to go with the over, maybe Pirates team total over. I'll just fade Peterson by himself, but I like how Pittsburgh's played. They've been playing some better baseball lately, and the Mets are rolling over every single game besides yesterday. But I think from what I saw with the Mets pitching staff, whether it involves the starters or even the bullpen, which has been a mess, I'll go Pittsburgh team total over. I think there's a couple ways to get there. Yep, Brian Hayes has been hitting the ball pretty well. really good. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. 7.20 Eastern first pitch. New York Yankees at the Atlanta Braves. Luis Severino for the pinstripes. And Bryce Elder will go for Atlanta. Plus 184 on New York. Minus 200 on the Braves. Total is 10.5. It's a big number. Uh, Lonte, can we get up there? I mean, I think we can. I mean, the, the offense of the Yankees has been okay. I mean, not not horrible like they have been, you know, in, in recent iterations of the season. But... I mean, it's only one, well, two bets to really make here. If you like Atlanta, you bet them on the run line, and you bet them their team total to go over. I mean, with Severino on the mound, you got to you got to fade him. I mean, he's got no confidence, um, and against this lineup, I doubt he can get probably get out of the third inning, if that if that much. Uh, I mean, he's had a home run allowed in uh, seven straight, failed to go deep in the games, like I mentioned in his last three starts. Nineteen earned runs in the three game span. I mean, I got this uh, from uh, Sarah Langs on, on Twitter. Atlanta in the first inning, 116 runs, most by any team in any inning. 163 hits, most by any team in any inning. Plus 70 run differential in the first inning. So if you want to take – Absolutely wild. Right. So if you want to take, like, uh, an Atlanta in the first inning prop or uh, Yerfi, I think that's good, especially with Severino on the mound. I mean, Atlanta's 59 runs in the last seven games, five plus in seven of the last nine home games. They're, they're going to mash uh, Severino here. So I'll take the over and look at the Atlanta team total over and, and the Yerfi for um, for that first inning also. Yeah, of course, I'm Lonte. All the reasons you've given a, 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 for fading Severino, but I'm just way out on Bryce Elder as well. Um, and this was predictable. Um, this was coming. People were talking about this, and made, especially in fantasy circles, people were saying that Elder couldn't keep getting away with what he was doing. And he's been absolutely exposed lately. So I think both can give up. Um, Marcelo Zuna has been hitting great. 11-game hit streak uh, for the Braves. Ozzy Albies left yesterday with a bit of cramp. So we'll just see. Um, I think they've had they've had four players start every game, I think, so far, Atlanta. Um, we're just a little bit of chat in the, in the comments there about how much effect a manager has. I mean, the Atlanta Braves manager just rules the same people out. I think Charlie Culberson got cut last month. Um, he'd been on the roster the entire season and got into eight games. Like, so like, like, well, like dad's supposed a- to throw out the first pitch and they cut 
the son like the day that his father was supposed to throw out the pitch. Wasn't that wasn't that a thing that happened? I didn't hear that, but it's funny. I like it. I'm um, gonna look it up because I'm pretty sure that's a thing. But you just think you could I don't know, you could to get people even a little heart a couple of innings rest when you when you're a million nothing up, you could go and send him out and stand in right field or whatever. But he just sat there uh, for the entire season. But yeah, June nineteenth. June nineteenth, yeah. Charlie Culberson's dad was scheduled to throw out today's first pitch, and they DFA'd the son, so they canceled the father from throwing out the first oh, pitch. Man, that's mean. I thought that uh, happened. Should... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um over ten and a half is the answer, Scott. Uh, I'd agree with you, but I'd rather just take the Braves. I don't have faith in the Yankees, but I think Severino is going to get killed. I can't believe he's still being used. So I think that the Braves are going to tee off against them. Opener, no opener, doesn't matter. Braves are probably scoring six in the first five. I'll take the Braves first five team total over. I'll take the full game team total over. Probably the run line. I mean, after what happened against Miami on Sunday, I have a hard time believing that the Yankees team is not just going to totally roll over in the immediate future, especially with a trip to Atlanta where they've killed a lot of pitchers that are better than Severino. Give me the Braves over. I think they score nine, probably maybe even more in this game, but it should be an ugly uh, series here in Atlanta for the Yankees. Give me the Braves in almost every single way. The Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a good place to be. Um, You'll get exclusive access to contests, including the NFL Win Tools Contest. It's got a $1,000 first place prize. There's um, weekly contests as well, just for the Patreons. The SGP Stories Podcast, the Discord channel is a belt there. Um, you can prevent, help us prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up to the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon, which is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. 7.40 Eastern first pitches the Detroit Tigers at the Minnesota Twins. Alex Fayedo for Detroit. Bailey Ober for Minnesota. Plus 167 the Tigers. Minus 192 the Twins. Total is eight and a half. Um, Alex Fayedo is 2-4 and four on the year with a 580 ERA. He's capable of throwing in the odd good start, but you're a better man than me if you can predict when they're coming. Uh, it's kind of a uh, needle in a haystack. Still walks too many batters. Um, the anomaly here with Fayedo's his last five starts have all been at home. Uh, this is his first road start in ages. Um, he's got a 466 road ERA, harking back to when we did see him on the road. Uh, Bailey over is six and six with a three forty ERA, but again another one who's just leveled out. There's a lot of these good pitches, pitches that we've liked. Uh, Josiah Gray we mentioned already, um, five eighty eight ERA in his last five games. So neither pitcher has done well against the opposing team here as well. They both had one start against the Oppo and got smashed up a little bit. Um, I'm fully aware that I've taken a load of totals tonight, but what you're going to do? Um, over eight and a half, I think. Yes, yeah, Scott, please. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I actually had action on the last head-to-head meeting between these pitchers, and I'd Gallo under half a run, and he hit a bomb against Fayedo <laughs> in the second <laughs> inning for me to lose. So I'm on the over as well. Fayedo, I'm not a fan of. I don't think he's very good, simply put. And Ober's given up 11 hits in two of his last three starts. So he's been getting shelled recently, including 11 hits allowed against Detroit. And that game landed 14. That was the same game against Fayedo. I'm on the over. I see runs here. I know Detroit's offense isn't very good, but I don't trust either pitcher. And we saw each lineup tee off against this exact pitcher about a week ago. So I'll be on the over in this one as well. 
Okay, double bubble for the over. Uh, long take, team right? Yeah, I'm actually going the other way. Uh, I like I like I like the under. Bad, um, I, but I don't disagree with with anything that you guys have said because I don't trust either pitcher to be honest. But again, I don't trust either one of these offenses either. Um, so you do think, disagree? No, I agree, but I I, I don't disagree <laughs> with what you're saying. Okay, but I'm just All countering right. to say I don't trust the offense either as much as you guys. So, I mean. I that think sounds like ends- disagreeing with extra steps, but sure, go nuts. <laughs> yeah, so I, so I think we see like a 4-3 type of game here. I mean, you know, Mal, we talked about it. In Minnesota games, usually Minnesota-Cleveland, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 4-3 is usually what that, that threshold holds, and I think that's what we get here. I mean, both teams are under in six of the last ten. Detroit's under in, in four straight. Um, on the road, Detroit is playing pretty much to the under, while Minnesota's um, an under team pretty much through and through at home. So I'm going to lean under here thinking we get a 4-3. I don't really care who wins, but uh 4-3 final. So I'm going to go with the under here. Yeah, we did talk about all these games uh, being a 4-3 last week. This one's going to be a uh, 5-4, though, uh, Monty. <laughs> that's, the, that's the issue you've given yourself. Uh, 7-45 Eastern first pitch is the Oakland Athletics at the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Freddie Tarnock, there you go, that's the name, uh, goes for Oakland and Dakota Hudson. Uh, we'll pitch for St. Louis. Plus 210 on the A's. Uh, minus 235 on the cards. Total is set at nine. Scott, do you know much about Freddie Tarnock? Uh, I know he's not very good. I'll, t- I'll tell you that much. Uh, but I'll, I'll go with the Cardinals run line here. I know that it takes a lot for me to actually consider taking the Cardinals on a run line, but... I saw Oakland's bullpen over the weekend. I might have confused the teams before. Oakland's the team that blew the four-run lead in the ninth inning there uh, to the Nationals. But Oakland first five is tempting. I know that's where Malcolm's probably going to go, but I I can't back Oakland. They got swept in a series against the Nationals. They're 15-44 and on the road. The Cardinals, even though they're not a good team, they have won three of four. Offensively, they have scored at least five runs in four straight games. I think I'll lean to Dakota. He's been around for a while. I know to expect. He's a mediocre pitcher, but he's 3-0 this year. So I'll lean to the Cardinals on the run line. I want nothing to do with Oakland, especially after that weekend series. Um, Lonte. Yeah, I, have, I want nothing to do with either of these teams, to be honest with you. Um, I, I was going to bet it. but, uh, but No, no, no. no I'm, a, I'm agreeing with you. Like I, I can't fault you for taking either side. Like I don't fault you for taking St. Louis, but I can't take either side. I'll lean to, you know, system play that we got, man. I got, I got to have the first five. Uh, I'll, I'll lean there thinking that Oakland can keep it close. Maybe we get a 0-0 tie, 1-1 tie here. So, I'll lean that way. I don't know much about uh, Tarnock or however his name is pronounced, but I know the Oakland offense is atrocious. St. Louis, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I can imagine that they have a losing record when when laying a number this hefty. Um, I, I, I can pretty much – promise you that I, i'll actually get that before the show's over um but yeah i'll lean oakland first five i, I don't trust st louis slowly dragging everyone down to my level i love it uh johnny boys on oakland first five as well well i've got sour news for everybody um st louis run line is the pick i mean i'm not that predictable unfortunately um tarnock again opener long relief one or three earned runs in his two or three innings he goes uh hudson's actually been okay his last two though and get some decent length as well um, so yeah, hard to pick St. Louis. I was hoping for Scott to come up with something inventive here. Um, but if it's good enough for Scott to back St. Louis on the run line, it's good enough for me. Um, so that will be my play. Where are we going next? 805 Eastern is the LA Angels at the 
Texas Rangers. Lucas Giolito for the Angels. Left-handed pitcher Jordan Montgomery goes for Texas. Plus 152, uh, LA. Minus 170, Texas. I've got totals of eight and a half or nine if you want it, Lonte. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to take the Angels at plus money. I'm going to lean to them mostly. I'll probably just split a unit. I'll put a full unit on the first five and then a half unit on them in the uh, in the full game simply because I don't trust the bullpen, and I don't want to be risk getting frustrated by them blowing a, a 4-1 lead here. Uh, both pitchers, they got to, you know, giving up their fair share of runs. I mean, Texas offensively has been on fire, but, I mean, Giolito, he settled in. Um, he's played. He hasn't faced a below-average offense um, since he's been there, so he shouldn't be too uh, – he, he shouldn't be too intimidated by, by the Texas lineup. Uh, he was roughed up by Atlanta, but, you know, he had a way better start in his last outing. Um, the Angels, they hit lefties pretty well, almost 260 on the year. They hit uh, almost 275 versus lefties on the road, so that's a positive. Um, Texas, they're, they're hitting almost 280 versus righties at home, 6.7 runs per nine. Um, so that leads me to the over in, in the game. So I like the Halos, first five um, for a full unit. Uh, the over for a half unit and like the Halos um, full game half unit. Okay, I know there's a lot brave. of digest. Sorry so about that. It's, it's the brave, the brave angels pick uh, for Lonte. Scott. Yeah, for me, I'm going to lean to Texas. I just can't trust the Angels at all. Uh, Texas offensively, we know, can wake up at any moment, or at least they can just go off at any moment. And I do think that Giolito has the tendency to give up a lot of contact because he's always been a contact pitcher, and that's not a good combo against Texas. Montgomery's been fine lately, usually six innings, two runs, three runs, give or take. Now, the Angels have actually been pretty good against Texas this season. They're four and three in the head-to-head, but I do think, once again, Texas is just a much better team. We know how good they've been at home as well. I'll lean Texas run line here. I just think that Texas at home gets the bats going, and I think that Montgomery can do his thing. So I'll go with the Rangers. Shout-out to the Angels, though. One game below five hundred. Yeah, Giolito's just not helping the, like, the, with the age. They traded situation. for him. They traded for a bunch of guys. I don't know how many have even contributed at all to the cause. So. Yeah, it's just he is another rubbish player. Um, and Texas, as you said, the amount of runs that they score at home, um, they've, they've got a, a very explosive offense. So Montgomery's been good. Six in his pitch, two or three in runs. It's good enough for this to get. It's good enough to win this game. And the possibility of Otani... Um, He's just fatigued. They pushed his start back. Uh, whether or not he gets a day or two rest, though, because uh, if they take him out uh, for a day, uh, then the Angels will completely fall apart. So, yeah, it wasn't a big old clever pick, but it's Texas um, on the run line for me. Uh, big Baz has joined us in the chat. Uh, hello, Baz. Um, Baz is on his holidays. He's in London. He's in the nation's capital doing uh, touristy things. I saw this afternoon with his family, so... I used to get to join in bars. I reckon tucked up in a hotel room somewhere. Um, 805 Eastern first pitch is the Chicago White Sox at the Chicago Cubs. Tukichi Son for the White Sox and Kyle Hendricks, the professor, will go for the Cubbies. Plus 150 on the White Sox, minus 166 on the Cubs. Totally set at eight and a half. Um, Tukichi Son, one and five on the year, 427 ERA. He's pitching okay. I keep talking him up but he's got to start walking everybody. Um, five walks and four walks in his last two. And the White Sox have lost four of those five starts. Um, Kyle Hendricks, four and six on the year, 396 ERA. I struggled to take him. It's like death by a thousand paper. I could watch an Hendricks pitch. He's okay. Um, 
His worst start recently has been at Atlanta, which is forgivable because, as discussed earlier on, Atlanta is smashing everybody up. The Cubs are playing better. Hendricks is slightly more reliable. I mean, it's a short... If we could shop around and find a minus 150, I'd give you the unit and a half play. Um, but I think Cubs will win the game, Scott. I think I'm with you. I think I'm going to look at the Cubs potentially on the run line here. Hendricks, I've criticized on the show, but I do have to point out the White Sox offense is still really, really bad. And you're looking at the weather report. The wind is blowing in at Wrigley at about a a pretty decent amount. So you're looking at what should be a lower scoring game because of the wind. Having said that, that's why I'm leaning to the Cubs because Hendricks doesn't walk anybody. And Toussaint walks a lot of guys. And the Cubs also rank top five in the league in walks per game. So I don't mind a walks prop on the Cubs. But the point is you're looking at what should be a lot of base runners because Toussaint can't throw strikes consistently. Hendricks will force them to put the ball in play. And if the White Sox are going to be a team that relies on home runs and the wind's blowing in in Wrigley, that should not result in a good good result for the White Sox. I think Hendricks pitches decently here. But I think that Toussaint can get into some trouble with his walks. So I'll go with the Cubs as well. But I do like the Toussaint walks prop over in this matchup. Yeah, that's a fair assumption, I think, Scott Lunty. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I kind of like Toussaint uh, a lot. But like he just, he uh, he has to get those walks under control. If he can get his command down, I think he's got you know a, a good shot of being a regular in that rotation. Um, Hendricks, I mean, I don't really – I'm not really a Hendricks guy. Uh so I'm going to lean to to the Cubs, but I don't know if I'll play it because I kind of like, like I said, I kind of like Tucson, and I might look to play them in the first five and then play the Cubs full game because I'm not really a fan of Hendricks. I mean, um, you know, he, he's just, I don't know. It's just something about him that I just, I just don't like. I don't know what it is, but I'm just not a, a big fan of him. Um, the Cubs usually perform well at home, 32 and 28. White Sox struggle on the road. I mean, I guess technically it is a road game. Um, 22 and 39. Uh, they lost four of the last five. Cubs won seven of the last 10. I mean, it's, it was hard for me. I guess I'll lean to the White Sox full five and take Chicago uh, Cubs in the first in the full game just to, I guess, balance out my um, indecisiveness here. Um, okay. Next up, we will go to... I'm just laughing at the comments in the chat. We, someone left us a review today. Um saying that one of the favourite things about listening to our show is getting in the comments. Um, and just listening to you, Lonte, talk there. But the comments are just off on tangents. People are just meandering all over the place, <laughs> uh, talking about anything except baseball. Um, eight tennis and first pitches, the Seattle Mariners against the Kansas City Royals. We have Emerson Hancock going for Seattle. And Jordan Lyles uh, draws the start for Kansas City. Minus That's got to be the best name of the year, right? Emerson Hancock. That's an all-timer. <laughs> That's an well, all-time name right there. That's, that's a great Blake. baseball name. Again, well, I've mentioned Blake Meyer, um, who does the uh, the baseball money is fake, a few times in the last week. Because he's a Seattle fan, so he tweets about Seattle a lot. And he tweeted out a list of Seattle kind of rookie pitches, and at least three of the names were made up. There's no way they were all proper names. He's just telling us any shit at this point. Um, I think Emerson Hancock was one of them. So um, minus 150 on Hancock. Jordan Lyles. He's plus 134 for the Royals, and the total is set at nine, Scott. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Mariners here, and I'll probably go with the run line. Uh, Hancock has been solid in a very limited sample size, but you're looking at Lyles, and once again, not great. 
So I think that you're looking at the better pitcher for Seattle. Seattle's also above 500 on the road, 29 and 26 on the road. They are competing for a playoff spot. Unfortunately, Cedric Mullins robbed them of, of a victory yesterday. But you're looking at the Mariners playing some good baseball. The Royals had a good winning streak about two, three weeks ago, went back to being bad immediately. But I'll back the pitcher that sounds like he's from the 1890s. I'll take I'll take Hancock uh, minus one and a half. That's a, a TV DVJ has just shouted out, yeah, that he uh, he was on the 1923 uh, White Sox. Uh, Lonte, yeah, I'm with you, Scott. I like um, I like Seattle here. Although I, I will say um, Kansas City, they've been playing really well lately. Like they've they've been playing good baseball. They've it hasn't resulted in a lot of wins, but they're at least fighting and not giving up like some of these other teams. I mean. I like the over also. Uh, Kansas City's hitting almost 300 versus righties in their last 10, so that just shows offensively they've been hitting the ball pretty well. Both teams um, hitting over 250 in their last 10, obviously, with the stat that I just gave about Kansas City. Um, they're scoring Kansas City scoring 5.7 runs per nine uh, in those last 10 games, so they're hitting the ball really, really well. I mean, Emerson, I mean, I guess he's, he's fine. Um, he, he was good in his debut, but this will be his first road start, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he performs. Not not sure if it matters with Jordan Lyles on the other side. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'd later run and a half with Seattle. Um, probably look at the full game over because, I mean, the way Kansas City's offense has been playing, I think Seattle can get us to, you know, six, seven runs off of Lyles. Yeah, same Seattle on the run line. Um, these rookie SPs are going really well for Seattle. Um, and Seattle are also uh, rolling. They're, they're bearing down on the playoff spot pretty quickly. Kansas City, um, no thank you for Jordan Lyles. It's just, it's just a big no. Um, the the run line, um, I've seen plus 104 maybe, I think, for the run line for Seattle. Uh, looks like a reasonable play to me. Yep, I've seen, one, I've seen 105 and 107 too. Uh, talking about good names, 840 Eastern first pitch, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies. Officially TVD for Arizona... Um, but I think it's going to be Slade Ciccone. I mean, what an absolute beauty. He's taken on Ty Black, who's left-handed pitcher. Uh, that's Black with an H, B-L-A-C-H, uh, left-handed pitcher for Colorado. This game's off the board um, as um, Slade Ciccone is um, not officially listed for Arizona. Uh, Lonte, do you have anything on this one? Great name. Yeah, I didn't have much on this, but I pretty, uh, Arizona, they've – Came to life a little bit, uh, so they got a little bit of life into them. I mean, going to Coors, I'm pretty sure they're going to get the offense going. So depending on who they throw, I probably would lean their way. But, I, again, it kind of just depending on if um, they're going with the actual pitcher because I know things can change between um, now and then. Scott? I don't really have much, but with a relative unknown pitching for Arizona and now he's traveling to Coors, that's probably not a good combo, but Colorado can't hit, so it's a bit tricky. Blatch has been good lately, uh, so going through Blatch's numbers, I'll admit that some of these outings did not have many innings attached to them, but he's allowed less than two runs in, sorry, just doing the math here, five is last six outings. Now, just to go through that, just to go through it though, six innings, one run against the Dodgers, good showing there. Four and two thirds, eight. Uh, four and two thirds, eight hits, four runs allowed against the Cardinals. Not great. Five innings, no runs against Oakland at home, so that counts. Uh, three innings, no runs against the Mar against the uh, yeah the Marlins. You had two and a third and no runs against Detroit. So once again, it's a bit tricky because he's against an Arizona team that has been playing better, I guess, because they won basically a series, I think, over the weekend. So that counts for something. 
I'm going to lean to the over. I just don't trust Arizona using an unknown commodity in cores, and I think Blatch could get shelled here. Plus, Colorado has no bullpen. Arizona has no bullpen. Usually when these teams get together, you tend to see a lot of runs. I'll lean to the over. Um, this was an easy Colorado pick for me. Um, I don't want anything to do with Arizona. Um, and the fact that they're throwing possibly Slade, Chair, Ciccone, or whoever it is. I mean, Merrill Kelly's been slated a couple of times and keeps getting pushed back as well. Um, but I don't want anything to do with either of those um, in in Coors Field. And we talked, um, Black, were you going with Black, shall we? Um, we yep. talked him up last week um, against the Dodgers. And he pitched really well. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy with him being able to back that up. And even if, if it, is, it turns into a bit of a shootout, then um, Arizona have just stopped winning. Like, yeah, OK, they've got a couple over the weekend, but completely not the unreliable. I'll take the Rockies. 9.40 Eastern first pitches, the Baltimore Orioles at the San Diego Padres. Jack Flaherty for Baltimore and Michael Wacker for San Diego. Plus 128 on the Orioles, minus 140 on the Padres. Total is set at eight. Uh, Jack Flaherty, eight and seven on the year. 4.33 ERA. Now, two starts as an Oriole uh, since he joined from the Cards. Won one at the Blue Jays, lost one against Houston. Um, generally on the road this year, he's been okay. 3.51 road ERA. Um, the problem he's got is Michael Wacker has been outstanding lately. 8-2 and two with a 2.84 ERA. But his last five starts, 159 ERA. He's got a 2.51 line at home. Um, and his last two home games... Um, the Padres won them five to nothing and ten to three. Uh, for the Orioles, um, Scott just mentioned uh, Cedric Mullins, who is a key player, and they've done really well actually to carry on uh, performing to the level they have been without him. But he showed what he could do last night. He went up and took that home run back over the wall before hitting a, I think it was a two-run homer yep. in extras. Um, Ryan Mountcastle, twenty-game hitting streak. But I just fear for Flaherty tomorrow. Um, I think he's got a blow up in him. When they signed him, it wasn't one that blew my skirt up particularly as much as he's been steady. But Michael Wack has been really, really good. I'm going to take the Padres um, and I might even stick him on the run line here. Uh, the minus 140 on the money line, but plus 146 on the run line. Don't often take San Diego, uh, but I've got a feeling Flaherty might run into some trouble tomorrow, Lanty. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Walker hasn't pitched since July 1st. Um, I mean, he I, all the reading I've been doing is saying he's going to be on somewhat of a pitch count. Now, how many they didn't say, but I mean, I think I can trust him here. Um, before he went on the IL, he hadn't allowed over two earned runs since April, um, and he gave up three in that matchup against the Cubs. So he's been in good form. Um, I'm hoping that he can, you know, come out and give us something similar to what we've seen Max Free give. Uh, I think he missed around the same amount of time just different tables of the season so i like walker here uh it's hard to trust san diego uh, we just mentioned arizona arizona took two of three um from them uh the offense hasn't been able to do much outside of a 10 run game uh, in that arizona series which was the only game they won uh, they scored a combined eight runs in the other four games of those five of their last five so it's hard to trust them but like you said mal i, I like to get more bang for my buck here so i like them on the run line i think if they win here They'll win a low-scoring affair, being that Walker can shut down this Baltimore offense. So I think they can win 3-1, uh, maybe even 4-1 here. So I like San Diego, and I like Michael Walker tomorrow. Scott? 
Yeah, I completely disagree. I don't know how you're supposed to lay 140 with San Diego here. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the Orioles. Uh, they had a nice series win there against Seattle. I don't know how they won the series, but they did. They've been surging. They're plus money, which is insane to me because San Diego is not a good baseball team. San Diego couldn't even beat the Dimebacks in a series, and Dimebacks haven't won a series in a month. So I'm not taking San Diego. Waka's been good this season, but I'm not going to be laying 140 with a pitcher that has not pitched in over a month. I think that's just an insane idea because he's going to be on a pitch count. So yeah, Walk is probably going to go five innings. Don't lay to 140. Go to the run line like me and Mal are doing. Uh, I'm yeah. just not going to do that because Walk <laughs> is probably going five innings on a pitch count, and then you got to deal with the Padres bullpen for four innings, and we know how bad that can go. So I'm going to go with the Baltimore Orioles plus money here. Flaherty I don't like. I think that he's fine, but – is mostly expecting a very limited workload for Waka. He might be rusty as well. And San Diego invents ways to lose games. I'm not backing the Mets of the West at minus 140. I'll take the Orioles money line to plus money. Uh, you make several good points, Scott. I'm considering scribbling out my... Uh, I consider the first five if you're going to take San Diego, but I can't take a full game line when Waka's definitely going to go five innings max. I think the offense is going to wake up. Flaherty might get. It might, go, it might wake up too, but I, I just can't lay that price with the Padres. No, I'm, I just can't do I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. You know, trying to criticize your play. <laughs> Johnny Boy agrees with you as well. Uh, little team, right? Nine forty-five Eastern first pitch is the penultimate game on the show. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays at the San Francisco Giants. Zach Little, uh, Little, Little will go for Tampa Bay. San Francisco at TBD. San Francisco. If you try and get up there starting pitching for the week, all it ever says is Cobb, space, 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 space. Oh, they days. never they never state it because they use openers wood. and you don't know. It's really annoying. That's it. Yeah. Cobb and Wood. And then three more gaps, then Cobb. And they're the only two names that ever get, get out there. So tomorrow is a TBD game. Uh, no lines for this one. Are we having an amnesty on Wanda Franco jokes? Has anybody got anything they want to say to the class before we can get on with the rest of our lives? Not really. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, just I'm <laughs> stay okay. with stuff like that. That's, yeah, that's yeah, I understand. I just thought we'd get it out there. I didn't want anyone to... Enough, enough. Um, I've got nothing on this at all, Scott. Yeah, uh, we, you just asked if we had anything to say, and we all said no, so I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we just boycott this game completely. Um, yeah, we, we got can to, if you yeah. want to. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm, I guess I'd lean really to the well. under, I guess. Like, I don't think the Giants that- can score, and the Rays offensively have been hit or miss, but you're looking at, once again, a pitcher's friendly ballpark in Oracle. Under, I guess? Yeah, I wasn't I sure if it. you were doing a joke then, there either. Um <laughs> Tampa Bay for little speed pitching. And, and well. Wander's not playing, so under. Yeah, I'll go under. <laughs> right, okay. Lonte. I got nothing in this game. Man. I don't know where the um, Tampa's headspace is or what's going on, so yeah. I'm just going to pass. I, I don't really know what's going on or what to expect, especially with, uh, with all the stuff that's going on. Okay, let's bosh on. Let's make extra picks on this one. 10-10, Cowboy time. First pitch between the Milwaukee Brewers and the LA Dodgers. Adrian Hauser for the Brewers and Bobby Miller for the LA Dodgers. He's, uh, the Dodgers are a $2 favourite. The Brewers are plus 170 and the total is set at nine. Lonte lead us off with this last game. Yeah, so I'm going with the Dodgers on the run line here. Uh, they've won nine of the last 10. They've won games in numerous ways, high scoring, uh, low scoring. Um, the offense has picked up. I mean, I know it was Colorado, but still got to give them credit for their offensive 
um, output. I bought some Dodgers uh, futures a few weeks ago. Uh, added a little bit more because I think they're getting reinforcements back. I think if I'm if I read correctly, they're getting. Um, well, Martinez what? is probably coming back shortly. Yeah, my other guy Walker Walker Bueller is supposed Walker to be coming Bueller's back. Walker Bueller is coming back, guys. He's supposed He's alive. I, I, yeah, I read that he was supposed to come back now. I mean, you know, setbacks happen, but um, I just don't trust Milwaukee at all. I mean, they won four or five, but they barely got by in a few of those games. Um, they probably should have lost all of those games, so they should have been losers in four of the last five. Um, Dodgers hitting 270 versus righties in the last 10, averaging six runs per nine. Um, you know, they roughed up Molly back in the May series, seven earned runs off of him. Three of those were home runs. Uh, I mean, pitching-wise, I think both pitches are about the same. I just think that the Dodgers at home with that offense are the better bit. The 37 and 20 at home. Uh, look at the Dodgers on the run line. Love the team total to go over also. Uh, Scott. But so just to ask, uh, Wandy, who did you say was pitching? For the- um, uh, Peralta, right? Uh, I see. Hauser, Hauser. Hauser. I'm sorry. Hauser. Hauser. Yeah, Hauser tomorrow. Yeah, Hauser, 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 yeah. Okay. That's what I was making sure. Uh, yeah, I still like the Dodgers anyway. I'll take them on the run line. Uh, they won eight straight, playing some good baseball. They're up eight and a half in the division. Remember when Arizona was winning that division? Good times. But anyway, uh, I'm going to go with the Dodgers. They've been hitting like crazy. The bullpen I still hate, but it's been okay lately, I guess. But Milwaukee, they faced off against weak competition. So did the Dodgers, to be fair. Uh, but they ended up facing off against the Rockies and the White Sox, the Brewers did. So congrats, I guess. I guess. You know, you did what you had to do. But I'm not going to fade a team that's won eight straight, playing at home. They're playing the best baseball of the season. I'm with Alante also on some futures, potentially, for the Dodgers. I hate this team come playoff time most years because I think Dave Roberts is an abysmal manager. But everyone's on Atlanta. And I do think that rotation could be a problem in the playoffs because I really am not sold on Atlanta's rotation. The Dodgers' rotation isn't bad, especially if they get Bueller back. I know Kershaw came back a couple weeks ago. They might be worth a look. I'm not sure if they're going to actually you know, accomplish it because they could always lose in the first round. That's the Robert special. But <laughs> right. I think they make an argument that the Dodgers are peaking at the right time. Hey, Scott, look, this is the basis of what I had for, for buying the futures. My thing is they've had better teams and been, you know, the favorite in most cases when Roberts usually flames the out. Expectations so, are yeah, lower the expectations are a lot lower than what they usually are. So I think it's kind of a buy low opportunity, although the price, you know, is, is still – they're still the Dodgers at the end of the day, so they're still going to well, take that, money. That, that was the case with the Nationals, right, because they had all the expectations for a couple of years. They right. fell short, and then nobody right. picked them to do anything, and they ended right. up winning the whole thing. But right. the Dodgers always have expectations because of the payroll. So I'm right. not sure yeah, if they're going to apply because they're in a big market anyway. But the yeah, more but that just, I watch Atlanta, I still love that team. Don't get me wrong. They didn't do enough to address the pitching, did they? Like, Atlanta's pitching has some issues. And I mean, I guess they're, 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 they're banking on free coming back, and then they're going to get... Soroka um, tried to come back. That was yeah. a disaster. Elder's yeah. been kind of struggling lately. Chirinos is a waste of a spot in a rotation. Like, oh, my God. I, I don't know horrible. what Atlanta's rotation even is. Yeah, Chirinos is horrible. they got to get him out of that rotation. Malcolm, you have any thoughts? Like, I think Atlanta's rotation is kind of a problem, and nobody's really talked about it. Well, yeah, even Strider's been vulnerable lately. We yeah. faded Strider a few times. He strikes 10 bars out every week. Um, but he gives in there. Years. He's hit or miss at this point in his career. Like, I don't know, I don't know how many starters actually like in the rotation. And yeah, you just but- mentioned the Dodgers, Kershaw, getting Bueller back. The recent form of Arias cannot be underestimated as well. Lance Lynn has been totally atrocious. Yeah, you know, starters that you could throw out in, in playoff series. And Bobby Miller, the the, the pitcher we're handicapping for this game, Bobby Miller's been really good. Um, 
So, I mean, for this game particularly, I thought that the, the Dodgers team total and the Dodgers run line was a... I, I absolutely loved it. Um, House has been really poor lately. He's been much worse on the road. I love the fact that Lonji has picked up some Dodgers features. They've been flexing lately. They look they look really good. And um, quick trivia: uh, Milwaukee are eleven games over five hundred, uh, top of that division. What's their run differential? No cheating. It's a great question. That is that is a good that is a good question. <laughs> uh, I'll say. Hmm, What's the game sample size again? Eight, just for the winning streak. No, no, no. The, the, on the season, run differential on the season. Oh, sorry. Uh, for this for the Dodgers, right? No, for the Brewers. For the Brewers, you wouldn't okay. just, you wouldn't just probably, that question. I, I would say they have a negative win differential. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I think it's gonna be close to even. I'm gonna say plus yeah. three. I'll say minus Whoa. one. It's plus six. Okay. Uh, All right. I mean, the, right. the Cubs, are, the Cubs in second place have a run differential of plus sixty-four. That kind of tells you where they are. And then the right. Dodgers plus one thirty-six, Atlanta plus one ninety-three, Texas plus one eighty-one. Are you implying that the Brewers might be a bit fraudulent? Is that the point I've you're trying to make? Implying that the shit is what I'm okay. implying. <laughs> uh, Dodgers, <laughs> Dodgers run like something mucking about. Um, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've managed to get to the end of those 15 games. Uh, started off a bit wobbly, but we picked up some momentum near the end. Lock and dog, Johnny Boy wants lock and dogs. I mean, I don't know where he is at the end of the show. Well, he also he wants totals. No, no, he, he was talking about well. negotiating. Yeah, yeah, I misunderstood that too. So he That's not under contract. <laughs> he wants We're going to have to negotiate that. Yeah, tell him, uh, message went off and tell him to put that into our contracts. Okay. Um, Scott, you can lead us off. Yeah, uh, so for the lock, I don't remember what I even liked on the card. Uh, so for the lock in this one, I think I'm going to go back to the game we talked about early on that I'm sure a lot of us like. I'm taking Houston at a cheap price. I, I can't believe the price is so low fading Cueto. Once again, the Marlins had a nice series win. Bit fortunate, but still counts. Houston has been really good ever since they got their reinforcements back. They're, in my opinion, still going to win the American League, so I'm still high on that team. Give me the Astros at a very cheap price. I, I think that price is going to balloon upwards, probably going to close at like 140, 150, because I don't know who's going to bet on air, on uh, Miami tomorrow. But Javier, as bad as he's been, 8-2 record. Cueto's 0-3 on the season. In fact, I'm pretty sure Miami has not won a single game that he started in the season. Uh, no, they did. They won their last game against Cincinnati. That's the only game they've won that he's pitched in. So I'm going to go with Arizona Moneyline as my lock there. And uh, you have the price on that again? What was it, like 126 or something cheap? Houston, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Houston minus 126, yeah. I'll take that as my lock. And for my dog, I'm going to fully fade both of you. Give me Baltimore money line against San Diego. Okay. I think that's a terrible price for San Diego. I don't know how I'm supposed to lay that big of a price with a pitcher who has not pitched in over a month against a very good offense who should be on a pitch count and the bullpen's useless and they lost a series to Arizona Arizona can't play they've been terrible for a month and a half give me Baltimore money line at a pretty solid plus price I think that price is insane yeah. make sure we clip cool. this when, when San Diego wins seven San zero. Diego could win but on principle <laughs> I'm not laying 140 I know Flaherty's got his own problems but San Diego should be like minus 110 minus 115 140 is an insane price he can Scott can send that T-shirt back that we haven't sent him yet. From <laughs> I'm so waiting for you to send it to me. I'll, I'll wear it <laughs> yeah. on the show if you send well. it to me. Uh, Lonte, what have you got? Yeah, so uh, with my lock, I'm going with a plus money dog. I'm going with Cincinnati. Uh, 
at home. I think they're they're still like plus even money plus one hundred three. If I'm not mistaken, is that what you see, Mel? I don't want to give out a stale number. Uh, where are we going? Cincinnati plus one hundred six. Yeah, so I like Cincinnati at home. I don't think Ashcraft should be a dog at home. I know Cincinnati's had problems offensively, but I think they can wake up here um, against Allen. You know, he hasn't faced uh, any offenses of this caliber. Cincinnati correlated to the team total. So if you like Cincinnati, bet the team total over also, uh, as I will be doing. Cincinnati's, you know, matching lefties, a little over 250 on the season. So Ashcraft been great. Two earned runs or less than seven of his last eight. Plus money on on a better pitcher, better offense. Uh, I mean, I think that's a bargain here. I like Cincinnati to get it done at home. Um, As for the dog, I'm going to go with something that we all like. Unlike Scott, I'm going to go with Seattle, laying the run and a half. Um, I think think it's too short with Jordan Lyles on the mound. Um, I know the pitching is kind of a question mark for Seattle being that, you know, it's just kind of his, his debut on the road. But both teams are pretty much hitting the ball well. And I think Kansas City is, you know, prone to not showing up. And Seattle is a, is a little bit better offensively uh, and have a little bit more to play for here. So I like Seattle minus one and a half. I think you can get that at plus 150, 148, 150-ish. Yeah, that looks about right. Yep. So uh, I'll take them as my dog. Uh, yeah, I've got um, the same dog. Uh, to you. I, I have scribbled out the Padres on the road line, Scott, so I've let you get to me, uh, but I'm going to take <laughs> Seattle. Um, I do like uh, Hancock, and you just have to fade Lyles at this point. Seattle going along really well. Um, and I'm going to take another run line at plus money for my luck. I just think this 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 last game that we picked up, um, the Dodgers, I really like Bobby Miller, who's been going well, and I'm way out on, on Hauser at the moment. Um, and the way the Dodgers are rolling... Um, they're they're in a good they're in a good spot at the moment. A home game um, against this offense in this picture will hold no fears at all for the Dodgers. So they're they're plus one hundred four, um, and uh, Johnny wanted a total. So we're here to please uh, under nine and a half Cleveland Cincinnati Johnny. Uh, there's your total for the day. I love those two pitches. Um, I don't like well, sorry, I do like a couple of the players, but the offenses are a little bit mediocre. Uh, so we get that one under nine and a half. And that is that, boys. Um, anything else we need to tell the people before we go? Yeah, if he wants another total, Halos, Texas, over. I think that's going to fly over tomorrow. Okay, there you go. Yeah, over eight and a half in that one. Like that. Scott? I got nothing else to say. Still waiting for my T-shirt. <laughs> okay, we got to get into okay, the party. Yeah, okay. We'll see how the parties get on tomorrow. Um, thanks, Scott and Lonte. That was loads of fun. Um, cheers, everyone, in the chat as well. That was also lots of fun. Um several topics of discussion in there. Um, we'll be back tomorrow uh, in some iteration or other. Good luck with all your picks. Um, go and find um, all the other content on the network. Use the Patreon and leave us some reviews as well. Reviews are great. Um, we don't get enough of those. So go and do that before you do anything else. Um, until tomorrow, though, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>